Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to another episode of Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a log flume tester, and I love films. As the great Frank Lloyd Wright once said, space is the breath of art. And White Chicks is a massively underrated film. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. This episode will be released over the Christmas period, and so I thought long and hard about which guest to use for this one. And the one I chose is John Drever. John Drever is a director and producer who I've known since school, and who co-created, produced and directed the film Superbob. If you've not seen Superbob yet, and if you listen to this, you really should do, it's now officially available to watch on Amazon Prime all over the world. Not only have I worked a lot with John, but he is like a brother to me, which is probably why I get so angry with him. This was one of the first episodes I ever recorded, and I chose this for the Christmas one because it's basically the family one. It's like me and my brother hanging out and then getting into a blazing row. It's just like Christmas! The other big news this week is I've started a Patreon page. Patreon allows you to support this podcast and to get lots of extra and exclusive stuff to make it worth your while. So for the price of, say, £1 a podcast, you get extra material and the whole show uncut and ad-free every single week. And there are lots of other brilliant things for different tiers, such as videos and guest list tickets and all kinds of stuff. Patreon is a really good way of showing your love for the show and will allow me to get more and more interesting and inspiring guests and also is a way of building a community of like-minded people who can all discuss their love of film. Treat yourself as a Christmas present over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Thank you very much. Now, before we start this episode proper, I received an email from John Drever this morning telling me I had to read this out before the episode, so here it is. Every week, I can't wait till Thursday comes around to listen to my favourite podcast films to be buried with. I love it so much, and every week, I think about what my answers would be. This week, I am a guest, but the tragedy is we recorded this episode before Brad had released any episodes, so I didn't know what it was, and I wasn't a fan yet, and I didn't prepare much, so now I wish my answer had been a bit different. Please forgive me, but I don't regret my worst film choice. I hope you all enjoy hearing Brett get genuinely angry with me. Did he read this? Did he? If he did, he has to say, my name is Braddy and I love John very much and think he has excellent taste. Thank you to Brad, who is both my brother and my wife. Good night, John. That is a very funny email, given the absolute state of his taste. 
So, usual warnings apply. There is some swearing, some spoilers, some anger, and we do touch lightly on dark topics, so feel free to skip any bits that upset you, but don't be a baby and skip all of it, or you'll miss the part where I genuinely lose my shit with John. So that is it for now, and I very much hope you enjoy episode 24 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. I am Brett Goldstein and I am joined today by a very special guest. Ah, he's so special. (laughs) It is John Drever. He is the director, co-creator, producer of the feature film Superbob. He is a Oscar winner. No. He's not an Oscar winner. (laughs) (laughs) He is a multi-award winner in his own right and... I went to school with him. Uh-huh. I've known him for years. We've made a number of shorts together. Bullet through the heart. I, I, I mean, the, you act, do you actually not remember what it's called? Bullet to the heart uh, with Ainsley B. Uh, we made a short recently called Spectre of Shame. And we made a Superbob short, which we developed into the feature film Superbob, available on iTunes. And, and Corner and Boys. And we made a series of shorts called Corner Boys, which you can find on Vimeo, everyone's favourite video site. <laughs> uh, John Drever is a producer, creator and director and a great man. Oh, thank you. We've also been in plays together as yep. actors yep. in which we had tremendous sexual chemistry and I hope it doesn't interfere with your radio waves. John Drever, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Thank you. Can, can I just point out something that I think we need to point out quite early on? And I can't hear this, mm. and I, um, you can't hear it, I don't think, either. But a lot of people who know us both, oh. yeah, they say that we sound the same. Oh, so this might sound like I'm talking to myself. Yeah, and I wondered if we should do something like, I'll say, John, and then... <laughs> and then That'd be so especially if you like pick shit films, and yeah. this is me stitching you up. Going, yeah. Hello, I'm John. <laughs> what is it, John? You like Transformers? <laughs> But it's weird, isn't it? A lot of people have said yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people have said we sound the same. Oh, I hope this isn't confusing for yeah. the audience. You know, when you read a book and it's and they do dialogue and they don't tell you who's yeah. saying it, and by the time you've done a page in, mm. you've done. I thought it could be the podcast version of that, where you uh, forget who's sa- who's, who it is. Who's who? Well, we'll see from your answers. Perhaps <laughs> we'll know if it was me or you. Well, you can edit. If you don't like it, you could just edit. I could later. put better answers in. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. I guess my favourite film is <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes, John, an excellent choice. <laughs> yeah, and also, I was saying earlier that I think you're going to get really angry with me, with mm. my film choices. I usually choices. do. You get, you're so... Considering, I think... I mean, we work together a lot, and you sometimes talk of me as your work wife. Yes, you're my work wife, yes. Um, which is lovely, and I think we have a long and fruitful mm. relationship, and long may it continue, but... Mm. You get so angry with me a yeah. lot of the time. Just don't get angry with me when you hear my answers. I'm not going to get angry with you. you this, are this, gonna get, you're going to get furious. This show, every, every guest, it is their show. It's, it's your story. It's okay. not my story. Because films, you don't... You can take or leave a film, can't you? You don't care. <laughs> I'm not bothered. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to... let. Well, let's see how we go. But if I do get... I, it, I, I've not been angry with anyone else, you know. Right. So, Am I the first one, though? 
No, I've, right, okay, I've met, good. I've done a lot of these and okay. I've n- never found myself angry. I've been occasionally surprised, <laughs> but often pleasantly like, oh, that's nice. Okay. Well, that's let's see how we get on. Well, so, you know, sadly, I don't know if you've written, I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, but you died, you died. Oh, how did I die? Well, how did you die? That's, you get to choose at least. Oh, right. I haven't really thought about that. How... You never thought about how you'd die? Okay. Well, this is quite dark. Um, Great. uh, Last week, Mm. we went to Wales because Lucy, who is my other life partner apart from you, Lucy has a, has a, a, a woman that she's known for many years that she worked with, who's a, who's a close friend, who suddenly got diagnosed with cancer and it was they found it obviously quite late it's gone to a lot of places and we were all called over to say to sort of celebrate her life with her she was going to have a civil partnership so on this is one of the most extraordinary women i've ever met she's amazing and and people came from the world to come and visit this woman in wales and, and she's got this big guest house and we're all in there and we were there for a week and it was so sad but brilliant and upbeat and lovely and tragic and all of that and I came away from it feeling completely sort of inspired by how wonderful this woman's life has been Mm -hmm. and also as a as a narcissist feeling like oh I've I've messed up almost everything because if I suddenly had the sort of tragic illness that that she's got I, Mm. I think I'd have four or five people at best yeah at best come to my house and they'd be like they'd be bored. <laughs> like, they'd want to leave. Stay for a week. They'd, they wouldn't stay for a week. They'd leave almost immediately. I'd know. come with like a box of chocolates, eat them in front of you, and they'd leave. Oh, you wouldn't want to stay. You wouldn't. Would you come? I'd, I'd if I were near. So, so I don't want. I don't want to know. I think because I think if I knew and then told people, I'd be really disappointed with like what I've done with my life so far, reflected in who's come to my house. I mean, I'm very sorry about your your friend. That's a very it's a it's a very sad and also a very beautiful story. Yeah, and uh, I'm also sorry that during that time, what you found yourself mostly thinking about is how much people would be around your. Bed. It's incredible. Uh, I, I I drove away. <laughs> I drove away from it thinking this woman is is incredible, and also just thinking about my, myself yeah. and my own death, which is all. I mean, well, awful. So you're driving away crying, Lucy. Your other life partner says. I, I know it's really sad, and you go. I know not many people would show up at mine. Well, on own. a more positive spin, I thought I was so inspired. I have been so inspired by this woman, mm. and even more inspired by this week. And it made me think. I think I need to change <laughs> every aspect of my life. Great. So what's 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 up first? Uh, career. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. I. I, I but anyway, to, to answer your question, I think it would have to be something quite sudden because if I knew that I was dying and then told everyone. I think it would be... A disappointing week. A disappointing week, yeah. Uh, look, listen, you have a birthday every year. Correct. Which is unusual. And, yeah. and I, I've been to nearly all of them. And you yeah. know, people show up. It's always... I mean, it's yeah. not for long, but they pop in. <laughs> they pop in and have a sausage. Your dad makes great sausages. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Really great. That's why I go. And yeah. then I have a couple and I leave. So if your dad... Basically, if you're dying suddenly and you've got a week, Make sure your dad's putting on a barbecue. My dad puts a barbecue on, people will come. Yeah, and it doesn't matter why they're there. <laughs> Don't question it. They're all just chewing sausages. All right, sausages. I've got a day. I'm going to die yeah. at the end of the day, and in that day, my dad's having a barbecue. Yes. Needs that's to be a sunny I, day. Fine, that's how I die. But how, yeah, so what happens to you? Just I get hit by the barbecue. A, a barbecue, 
there's a hurricane, the wind picks up the barbecue, it hits you, you've got a day to live, your dad, the hurricane suddenly stops, sun comes out, your dad starts the barbecue, the, the weapon that killed his own son. Yeah. And cooked some lovely sausages. People come out, you put out a message. Yeah. Sausages. Everyone turns up. You go. Also, I'm dying. Also dying. Everyone goes. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And then they're up. And then I'm dead. Okay. Well, I look forward to your new to new you. Mm-hmm. This Thank is you. exciting. Yeah. Well, I I don't think it, yeah. I mean, it didn't last, did it? <laughs> How far are you into your new development? Like a couple of days. Okay. You do look different. Thank you. I had a shave. Mm. Okay. That was yeah. So you're you're. Getting rid of your old self. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. I just think we all need to be better, don't we? Yeah, certainly we do. <laughs> <laughs> By we all, I mean the people you in this room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think anyone doesn't agree with that. So, okay, well, you died. That's a shame. But on the upside, in the afterlife, everyone's interested in your life through film, which I think you're a film fan, aren't you? Um, this my, that's it, my thing. You like Films. a film? Yep, love a film. Watch them, don't you? I watch them a lot. And, I, you know, I have rules about watching films. And I completely agree with your you rules. Would you like to tell the listeners? There aren't many rules. rules. Uh, rule one, turn the lights out, right? You have to respect film. Yeah. Right, it all comes from respecting film. Film is our church, right? You, Correct. You've got to respect it. Yeah. Rule two, shut the fuck up. Wow. Agreed, but wow. <laughs> don't you think? Right, and that includes that, and underneath that is checking your phone, being uh, on your phone, Twitter. Just like, just leave it. it, leave it alone. Just watch the film in the dark, quietly, and the whole thing. Don't just fuck off at some point. Like, watch the whole thing. Mm. Can I swear in this or not? I don't. I get, I get upset when it comes to people no, being bad in films. You're, you're in the afterlife. I think it's swearing is cool. Okay, it's like post watershed afterlife. Right. <laughs> is that that's the two rules, not a third? It's a simple, simple. Right. And people know when they come to my house. That can I bring this up? We can talk about it. And if you want to cut it, we can. One thing I find fascinating is that your relationship with your other life partner, mm-hmm. Lucy, who I, I love with all my heart, yeah. as you know. What I find interesting about your relationship, the one thing I can't get my head around, if I may, mm. is that she don't really like films. Well, let me tell you this. So when yeah. you remember me meeting her all the time around, you know, we were... I know. remember walking down the street. And a very, very beautiful woman was running past us. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this beautiful woman and thought, who in the F is that? And then this beautiful woman turned around and waved. And I thought, oh, hello. And John waved back and she, he went, hi. And she went, hi, John. And I went, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then he didn't marry her. Yeah. Well, more on that later. And a very interesting thing happened. So the beautiful girl, we ended up doing some kissing and stuff. And um, we, we hadn't been together long at all. Mm. And I said to her, the, I had a couple of awful sort of film things with her. But what one that happened really early on was, mm. um, was I said, um, I said something about um, Enter the Dragon. We were talking about something and Enter the Dragon. She was like, oh, what's that? And I said, oh, it's a Bruce Lee film. And she said, oh, who's Bruce Lee? And, and I remember this vividly. It was yeah. like time slowed down. Okay? Mm. And it was like I, I, I saw my life ahead of me. And I thought in that moment, Quite, quite seriously, mm. can I actually spend any more time with someone who doesn't know who Bruce Lee is? Like, can I, can I do this? Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I thought, yeah, probably can. I mean, we... And how many years later you're still with? It's 19 years now. 19 years later. With a woman who does But now we have a cardboard cutout of Bruce Lee in our kitchen. Right. And does she always go, who the fuck Who's is that? that? 
What's he doing? I think that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried, you know, and then not long after that, I'd met like her friends. And I was like, hey, why don't you all come back to mine? I'll put a movie on. And I put on um, 2001 Space Odyssey. And um, there, was, there was like six or seven of them. Yeah. And they, they all fell asleep. All of them. Before it got to space? Like monkey time or? Uh, <laughs> why, I mean, way before shit got weird. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they fell. I mean, it, by the time, you know, the guy's in, a, in the Baroque <laughs> like, bedroom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, everyone was snoring except for me who was sort of leant forward. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, she's really beautiful. So, you know. So as long as you're with her because of her character and personality. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, her, yeah, her death, I mean, would be, they would be. Oh, there would be a lot of people there for weeks. Weeks. If Lucy died, I'd move in and yeah. just be weeks. by her bed. Weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't need a sausage at all. Not no. a sausage. No. Your dad wouldn't have to cook for me. Pete, everyone that knows us, everyone, including my family and people that have mm-hmm. known me for longer than known Lucy, like her more than me. Absolutely. My mum and dad, my entire family, they all like her more than me. She's she's wonderful. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what is the first film, the very first film you remember seeing? The first film I remember seeing at the cinema is Ghostbusters. Wow, what an opener. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Who did you see it with? My mum. How old were you? Do you I, I, I can't, I mean, it came out in, I think it's 85 or 86. Okay. So I would have been five or six. Right. Just I, your mum took you? I think so. Wow. And, and Do you remember where, what the cinema was? No, can't remember, can't remember anything apart right. from that. But, the, but the, film, the film that I was most sort of obsessed with, because I don't know if Ghostbusters counts, because although it's the first film I remember seeing at the cinema, and it had an impact on my life, the first film that I kind of got really into was mm. Transformers the movie. The, the, the Orson um, Welles one. The o- Orson Welles, yeah, Leonard was... Nimoy, Eric Idle. In a, I mean, it's what a fucking. Class. And I watched it recently. Um, I had I had a friend come around with his kid who was like six or seven, and I he was he's into Transformers. And I said, mm. "Oh, watch this." And I hadn't watched it for probably twenty years. And it is one of the most violent, disturbing kids' films you'll see. I mean, it's like really? manga. It's it's unbelievable. Like people's heads are being chopped up. Like it's crazy. Oh wow! But brilliant. I used to watch it again and again. So you saw that on a on a TV. That's like yeah, the, we that had, was the film that made you love film. Yeah, film that made me love film. Yeah, right. and I think maybe we had it on VHS or something like. Yeah, I had it on VHS. Yeah, and it ends with like him swimming up from the sea or something. That, yeah, there is. Yeah. A, yeah, there is. There's all of that. Yeah, it's. I mean, Orson Welles. Yeah, is he's in like it. a planet in it, right? Yeah, it's he's planet, U- planet. Cron or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fantastic movie and so violent. I always wonder about the phone call his agent made to Orson Welles. To, to tell him he'd been offered Transformers, the movie. It probably would have been something like, what's the biggest role you can imagine playing? And he'd be like, I don't know, like a giant monkey or like a... Hmm. And the guy's like, think bigger. What about a planet? What about a planet? <laughs> okay, keep talking. And he's great in it. Yeah, well, he's a very good actor, actually. What is the film that scared you the most? I'm scared by every scary movie. Yeah, you I, I hate, you hate horror, horror films. films yeah, you? I can't. I can't watch them. Mm. Ghostbusters was the film. Yeah. I get the same moment being in the cinema and that the the librarian. Terrifying. I mean, genuine a genuine jump scare. Yeah. And for a five year old, I mean, that killed me. I remember watching the Blair Witch film 
in Cornwall, again, at Lucy's um, house, her, she's Cornish, and her, her parents' house. And, and we were watching it, and it was a full moon, and it's in the countryside, and on the wall by the telly, you can see the, um, the moon is, was shining through branches, <gasps> and they were making, on the wall next to the telly, the shape, oh, the symbol of the no. Blair Witch. And, it, and, I, and I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. Oh, but yeah. I'm scared by every horror film. Yeah. All of them. Blair Witch is your worst. That's a good one. Blair Witch, I'd say, that was probably my worst. Yeah. And did you watch it by the time everyone knew it wasn't real? Or did you watch it during the time it might have been real? I don't think I ever thought it was real. Okay. But, uh, you know, I think it was after that. Okay. Where's the film that made you cry the most? <laughs> it's a long uh, list for you. Long uh, list. Yeah, lo- I mean, I cry... In, in all, any film that's got even a slight bit of teariness will, mm. will set me off. Yeah. I had one. I've got two answers, if, if you please. Uh, yeah. Would you want me to do? Well, one is about time. Fucking hell, mate. <sighs> so I had I had... on a plane, double whammy. Oh, my God, on a plane. I mean, on a plane, a knockabout comedy would make me cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I about was... time, I had to throw myself out the window. I mean, oh, I went, I left the room, which is cardinal rule for me, as yeah. you know. I had to, I had to, I went, for some reason I went up into either my, and I've just wept and wept and wept because I'd had some scary news from my dad, about my dad at the time. Lucy was pregnant. He's a werewolf. He's a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Lucy was, was pregnant. And then there's a scene in the film that just felt like my life mm. and I, I couldn't deal with it. And I just, I just collapsed. My other answer yeah. is um, 12 Years a Slave. Great. I, I thought I'd went to go and watch it at the cinema with Lucy and I watched it and, and, I, and I, it was as I was walking out of the cinema that it just hit me and but me and her would just stood on the street, probably with everyone else who'd seen it, just like with tears just streaming down mm. my face. What is the film that's meant to be bad but you love it and you don't care what people say? I like every um, action film. Yeah. Like, I like like all the Fast and the Furious films. I like every Statham film. I, I, I like right. I like all of those films. But I was thinking that might not be good enough. So the film that I would like to choose for this yeah. is The Wild Wild West. Great answer. That is not a critically acclaimed film. Absolutely. It's considered a massive mistake yeah. on many levels. Yeah. It Great is, answer. It's a brilliant film. <laughs> it's a brilliant film. It's so warm. It's fun. It's Kevin Klein that fucking... At his best, yeah. it's Will Smith on a giant mechanical spider chasing a There's a gratuitous shot of Selma Hayek's bottom in it, is that correct? Almost certainly, although I can't yeah. remember that, but yeah, almost certainly. That's why I remember it. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's what film should be, fun. It's Barry Sonnenfeld, right? I don't That's know. Him. Love him. Made the other family one of my favourite films. There you go. Good answer. Thank you. On the flip side of that, what is a film that you used to love, always loved it as a child, maybe as a teenager... You've watched it recently, you're like, oh my God, this is a terrible film. I, I struggle with this. I couldn't, I don't know, but the answer I have is, is Robot Jocks. Did you ever see Robot Jocks? No. Right. It was, when I watched it, like, mind-blowing. Right. It's the future. Yeah. There is no war anymore. Jockstraps are electric. Jockstraps are electric. Instead of war, yeah. um, nations have that, this is going to start sounding familiar in a minute, nations um, have warriors who go into giant robots that do their every move. Right. And then these two giant robots will fight each other in stadia across the world for instead of war. 
So if Russia wants to annex Crimea, topical, uh, um, uh, Russia and the Ukraine, Mm. instead of like um, sending troops out, will send their giant, a giant mechanical robot to fight each other in a huge stadium. Now it is sort of what Pacific Rim is, except they brought in, you know, um, monsters. It's the film. It is such a great concept. I love watching it. I watched it again recently. It's camp as fuck. It's the effects. Obviously, are so shonky. It's wooden. Mm. It's just a shame. You can. I think it's out on one of these SVOD platforms somewhere. One of them, maybe Netflix or. Oh, highly recommended. I, uh, I hope you all seek it out. What is the film that has the most meaning for you? Because of the experience of when you saw it. So it might be like the first date you had with Lucy, you saw this film, or it might be, you know, something terrible happened that day and you went to the cinema. Like, the film doesn't really matter. It's what happened watching the film that always makes you remember that film. Yeah. Well, I mean, Super Bob, obviously. Yeah, go on. That's not actually my answer, but I thought Super Bob... I mean, you know, we went through quite an experience making that film, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) uh, Five years. Yeah, and then... I guess watching that, finally, we watched it, it launched at the BFI, mm. and I, I watched it the back row um, next to a man who didn't laugh once. <laughs> <laughs> but also next to Ricky Gervais, who came and watched yeah. it, and, and you and Catherine Tate and all of that, you know, and it, you know, packed house at BFI yeah. in their main cinema, and it, yeah, it felt amazing. You know what was amazing about that is it was generally like a sort of sports movie because I couldn't tell. It was the first time we'd watched it with an audience. And it was a big audience and it was the premiere. And I couldn't, I, I have so much like self-loathing. I was thinking, they're hating this, they're hating this, they're hating this. And I was sweating, I was sweating all the way through. I sweated all the way through my clothes thinking, oh God, this is awful, they hate it. And when it ended, everyone like sort of turned to us and clapped like <laughs> yeah. in slow motion. Yeah. And they looked so happy. Yeah. Like they'd really loved it. And yeah. it was like a sports movie. I was like, oh, what are we doing <laughs> they like it and we sort of walked to the stage and it was like the end of star wars like heroes and i yeah. thought wow i totally misread this room because i was just thinking we've got to run <laughs> well we weren't really near the exit yeah we? yeah because we were supposed to do a q and a and i was thinking fuck that i don't want to ask i don't want to answer the question which is why is this so shit <laughs> that's lovely but what's your other answer well, my other answer was interstellar because it was the first film that i went to go and see after my daughter, my first child, was Ooh, born. Yes, I remember that. And um, I went to go and see it at the IMAX, and she was weeks or days old. And um, I went to go and watch it on my own um, next to some French tourists. And I, I thought it was a, a movie about space. Obviously, yeah. it's not. It's a movie about a father-daughter relationship. And then there's the scene where he's next to her bed, and she says something like, I know, or I love you, or something. And I just went. I had no... I mean, it just took me out of, no, like, out of the blue... And then I just started weeping in the chair next to these, and these French dudes are like, "What's going on?" And I'm, just, yeah. So that that's the one that I think I'll sort of always remember as um, being quite impactful at the time, yeah. just because it's Daisy had just been born. I was with you that day. You left we a meeting to go to Interstellar. I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Here's one for you. I bet you've got a lot of answers for. What's the film that you think is the sexiest film you've ever seen? You disgusting pervert. So, I'm going to discount all the obvious ones, right, from, from our youth. Sliver, uh, Basic Instinct, Sliver. whatever. Yeah. Here's my answer, and I think you're going to agree with me. True Lies. Fucking great answer. True Lies, right? True the moment lies. where Jamie Lee Curtis, as just the normal mum, walks... <laughs> No, normal, normal old fuddy-duddy mum has to, for a series of weird uh, incidents... Quite disturbing reasons. Yes, a very disturbing reasons. Yeah. has to go into a room where her husband is in the dark pretending to be a French spy. Mm. She has to suddenly become this kind of sexy secret agent. So she rips her, her dress, mm. which has got frills, rips all the frills, puts her hand in a vase... Yeah. Gets gets flower water and like makes her hair like all eighties and sexy mm. and then has to go into the room and strips. Yeah. And sh- Jesus. That got me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what is the film that you most related to? What film do you watch and go, that's me, that is? Like whether it's the character or the vibe of the film or Well, again, they're super bob, but that doesn't really count because if we made it, it's obviously gonna be us. Mm. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Paul Rudd and a little bit yeah. of Jason Segel in uh, I Love You Man. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. I'm a bit of both. I think I have the sort of like horrendous um, sort of overconfident like waster of Segel with mm. the like insecure, hopeless romantic of, of Paul Rudd. And there's a scene in it where, <clears throat> which I think is brilliant, where I think Siegel turns up and, and walks in on Paul Rudd wanking or he tell, or gets him to, to admit about what he thinks about when he wanks. And, and Paul Rudd says, oh, I think about my, my wife. And Siegel's so disappointed in him. He's like, you could think, <laughs> about, you could think about anything, mm. but you think about your wife. He's like, yeah, I love my wife. I find her really attractive and she's beautiful. And yeah, that's what I think about. And although I'm not saying um, that I think about... That I'm, not, I'm not going down that avenue... I did relate to Paul Rudd and think, yeah, he's with someone that he really loves, who's very beautiful. So when you masturbate, you think about Lucy. And your mum. That's lovely. We're going to have to cut all that out. <laughs> we don't. We can see that. Uh, uh, my mum will listen to this. I know she will, so, so I don't want... Well, to keep don't... that in. Oh, keep it in so she knows. <laughs> well, she's always known. You've told her before. Okay, so this one... Some people have a problem with this and I get why... But I guess it's because, look, 
what do you think is the greatest film of all time? Objectively, it might yeah. be a film you want to watch all the time. Yeah. You know, something yeah. like Schindler's List, you might not want to watch every day. Yeah. And I go, that's a, that is technically a fucking great film. Yeah. What I think is the greatest film of all time is not my favourite film. Yeah. It's not even in my top ten, I don't think. Okay. Maybe it's in my top ten. But what I think is the greatest film of all time is 12 Years a Slave. Great answer. It is, I think it's perfect. I don't love it, but I think it's, a, I think it's the perfect film. Yeah. Uh, I, and it, I, I don't think I've ever been affected by a film as I was by 12 Years a Slave. It's a fucking great film. Yeah. Really is excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's no Back to the Future. No. In a way, if Doc Brown turned up mm-hmm. in 12 Years a Slave, <laughs> that is a film I want to see. That's almost Back to the Future 3, though, isn't it? You sort of think they went far back. Why didn't they sort of help but, out? Why didn't they help out? <laughs> the slaves. Solomon wasn't far away, was he? He wasn't far away. They're in a similar, they're in the same country. They could have just wandered over. <laughs> could have taken that locomotive, yeah. flying yeah. locomotive and gone... Who here isn't an actual slave? Bonus question for you, Brett. At the end of Back to the Future 3, we meet the kids. What are they called? Jules and Vern. Correct. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's a fucking good film. And the thing that is really good about Travis Slave, if you haven't seen it, it's one of them films, like, you dread seeing. Like, when it came out, I thought, fucking hell, I'm going to have to see this, but it's going to be so awful I don't you know it's gonna be so depressing and like I sort of took an afternoon like here we go let's fucking just get it done like eating your greens but it's a fucking great film yeah it's brilliant. not just mm. like no 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 it's no, like no. It's deep it's beautiful and it makes it's 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 much more I don't know I don't know what the word is for it but it's much more than I thought it would be yeah and it wasn't such a sort of like no, it, it 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 does all the things that it, yeah. you want in a film, but yeah. it, it it hits you. I, I don't know what the alchemy. I mean, it's, it is this ama- mm. uh, amazing alchemy of it that when it hits you, like it's so powerful. And the scene where they sing is one of my favorite scenes in all cinema. Yeah, great scene. Great, the whole thing is great. Which film could you watch the most over and over and over again? Or have you watched the most over and over again? When I was a kid, there were two films yeah. that I would watch, I'd say, every month for years. Yeah. And, and I think they sum up me. <laughs> One was um, The Untouchables. Great. I mean, what a film. Yeah. And that film, it just would keep giving. Like, every time I watched it, there's something new in it. And it's brilliant. And the other film was Spaceballs. Oh, yes. You do love Spaceballs. I love Spaceballs. And those two, Spaceballs and the Untouchables, just both of them. I've met Mel Brooks. Yeah, I, I very nearly met him last year and, I, and, I, and it didn't happen. What was he like? Did you, I love did him you... so much. I actually didn't want to meet him because sometimes, you know, it's that experience of someone's been a hero, they're a legend in your life. And if I know that the interaction is going to be very brief with them. And if it's at all awkward or shit or he's slightly rude or anything that could destroy all my... Memories all my, you know, it's, I don't actually want to meet people. And I was at this thing and he was there and someone was like introducing him and he was walking, he was getting nearer me. And I thought, I, I genuinely don't want to meet you because mm. I don't want to ruin this. Mm. And then he came near and someone said, this is Brett. And I said, shook his hand and I said, hello, Mel, nice to meet you. And he said, so, uh, this, he said, your English accent's good. And I said, yeah, it's something I've been working on. He said, stick with it, it's working, it's good. <laughs> 
And I thought, we had a little bit of banter. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Well, you know, so I, did, I work with Ross Noble quite a bit. Yes. And Ross was in um, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, um, Frankenstein. Yeah. So he's worked with Mel loads, which right. is why I very nearly met him. But he, well, the way he summed up Mel Brooks was that Mel Brooks, he says, Mel Brooks loves being Mel Brooks. Yeah, he does. He loves it. And he walks in a room and the, the room lights up and he is Mel Brooks in the room and he loves it. Yeah. And I can imagine that. And he says he's the nice, and it, like, he, he just says he's the nicest man in the world. And yeah. he's so lovely to work and knows exactly what he wants and is like a comedy surgeon. He's and brilliant. It, yeah, he's great. I love him. What? Okay, this is a bonus question. I don't really like being negative, but I think you're allowed one. What's a wor- what is your worst film of all time? Under the Skin. Now I'm angry. Yeah, I know you're angry. <laughs> oh, I know you're angry. The first person to make me angry on this yeah. podcast. Under the Skin. You piece of Under shit. the Skin. I... Of course it's your work. Oh, no fucking... I, oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. If you've not seen Under the Skin, see Under the Skin. Please it's don't. A, it's a masterpiece. It is... Awful. It's awful. How you feeling? How you feeling? You, I am furious. That I don't know <laughs> yes. That this yes. is going to come out. I knew it. I knew you'd Look, get angry. I'm going to edit this. Well, Wild Wild West didn't make you angry. No, None of it made it. you angry. No, I've been happy with all of it. Under the Skin. Worst the film. Skin. I hate it. It's a fucking brilliant film. It's awful. Of course it's awful. Why is it? You've got why no does it fucking exist? imagination or interest in fucking your art. You're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Of course you don't like Under the Skin. <laughs> oh, it made me think a bit. Uh, it did have a flying car in it. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Bring it out. It Come had aliens. It had aliens. Out. Why weren't you happy It didn't that? have aliens. Not proper aliens. Nothing proper about it. It's so self-indulgent, mean-spirited, egomaniac film. It's, it's just so... Oh, uh, it's it's good that we have this podcast where I'm announcing my dissolution of <laughs> my working relationship with John Dreamer. Uh, we had a good, we had a good run. run. We had a good run, haven't we? we had a really good, had run. a really good run. It's a shame. I didn't think you'd make me angry, and I'm genuinely furious. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like it? It's fucking brilliant. It's oh, like, right. You know what? It's not... He, and I think he said this. One of the references for it is 2001, one of your favourite oh, films. Oh, come on. Well, he missed that, Mark. It's not unlike 2001. I mean, it's sure. Maybe, yeah. Why is 2001 so good? Take all that? the good bits out of 2001 and get left with just the sort of... Get rid of sort of story, character, plot, um, any sort of forward mo- mo- uh, motion. Like, get rid of all of that. Put in someone killing a baby... Maybe. Yeah, maybe that you've got under the skin. They don't kill the baby. It's not like a... You've the made that sound does. like this. Yeah, a baby does. Yeah. The film is an attempt. It's a. It's a. It's definitely an art film. Mm, an art film. Get away with a lot, can't you? You put that and title on something. Is, oh, it's an and art you say it's got no plot, no formula, and it's got a total plot and story. It's got more story than 2001. Mm-hmm. What's the story of 2001? Monkeys um. move about, pick up a thing, <laughs> chuck it in the air, people are in space, robot goes a bit mental. Yeah. Bloke goes out, goes and lies in a weird room with a thing. Yeah. <laughs> the end. The end. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Under the skin, <laughs> alien comes to Earth, sort of has to live off and feed off men, lures them into a place where they are basically, you know, turning these men into fuel or whatever it is these aliens need. The whole uh, point of it, the, the thing he's attempting to do, is look at the world through an alien's eyes. Mm-hmm. So everything is... How would someone, if 
you know, it's like science fiction is very difficult to do because of what they say in Solaris, which is we all think we're clever because we go to space, but all we're really looking for is mirrors. So it's very difficult to actually try to imagine something different because we all just basically imagine a bit like what we have. Mm. And under the skin is a very bold attempt at trying to look Boring at things attempt, yeah. not through human eyes and mm. trying to look at things differently. Mm. And whether it completely works or not, I think it's a fascinating and brilliant experiment. And Scarlett Johansson is excellent and it's very disturbing and very dark and very like, fucking hell, I remember it. I remember all of it seared into my brain. Yeah. So boring though, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no more boring than 2001. Nah. Which I also love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long... A suit, under Skin is a lot shorter than 2001. Yeah, thank God. If I were editing 2001, I'd go, cut down the monkeys walking about. <laughs> There's a lot of monkeys walking you could, about. I mean, a film like 2001 wouldn't get made today, though, would it? No. And probably because of people like you. Well, go, yeah, I mean... Uh, fucking boring. Bo- boring. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I wish people could see you as well. You're so furious. Genuinely angry. <laughs> right. On the positive. I mean, because I was thinking, what, what else did you think was going to make me angry? Well, well, well. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. we haven't finished yet, though, have we? You're going to get angry. You're just going to keep being angry. What's the, what is your funniest film of all time? I couldn't really think of an answer for this. Okay. I was thinking, I, like, I can't remember, like, laugh, laugh, laughing loads yeah. through a film recently. But the film that used to make me laugh, that I'd watch, especially on second or third viewing, yeah. was Anchorman. Oh, great. Loved it. That and things like Dodgeball and a lot of the like, sort of Ben Stiller stuff, it's what I think of as catchphrase films. Yeah. Right? And it, you might not... It depends whether you want to invest in it. Whether you want to take ownership of that film and make it kind of like your film. I think yeah. with Anchorman, everyone kind of took ownership of it. And, they went, oh, and then it became like the catchphrase film, right? And everyone yeah. would riff on it. But I don't know about ones nowadays. I mean, yeah, when I was younger, like Naked Gun and things like that. What about you? What is your funniest film of all time? Probably, like, Spinal Tap. It's got the most, like, laughs per mm-hmm. second. There's a lot of gags in that. But then I really love The Muppets. I love The Muppets, one that Jason Segel did. I think it's really, really funny. Yeah. And it makes you cry. Yeah. So, right, so my next question for you mm. in your podcast is um, what about films like in the last sort of five years that have really made you laugh? Yeah, well, I talked about this on another podcast. When you and I were going around the world with Super Bob, we were in Utah and on the opening day we went to see Ted 2, which oh, both yeah, of us laughed a lot all we the way did. through it. Yeah. And then we read all these terrible <laughs> reviews and I was like, oh, was it right? We, we loved it, it yeah. yeah. We loved Ted 2, really, didn't we? We did love it. Can't believe Ted Two is our favorite film. <laughs> uh, what is? What's your favorite film of all time? Oh, that you can't ask that. No, well, I am asking it. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, I normally say on a question like this, I normally say Back to the Future. Yeah. The 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 huge elephant in the room with Back to the Future is that the plot revolves around the sort of the the moral redemption can only happen. If, if someone gets punched in the face. Yeah. It is a film that, re- that basically revolves around a violent act, yeah. which, which really troubles me. All 80s films yeah. were about a man learning to punch someone yeah. in the face. Beethoven, do yeah. you remember Beethoven? Yeah, lovely. That's how it ends. The lovely. dad punches someone in the face yeah. and she goes, I've never found you more attractive. Yeah. A lot of weird masculinity. were going, I need to punch someone in the face. <laughs> Probably their producers, I don't know. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Back to the Future is sort of safe because everyone's like, yeah, Back to the Future. But okay. I don't know if I mean it. Well, can you not lie on this podcast? Well, I, could, I don't know what my other answer is. I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, recently I would yeah. like Get Out, but I don't know if I'd put that as my favourite film, but it's certainly the one recently that I was completely blown That's away by. That's a horror film. Yeah, and it scared the How shit out that? of me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. It's great, isn't it? I mean, I get scared. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. So your favourite film is the... Back to the Get Out. Back to the Back to the Get Out, maybe the slash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. John, you've mostly been excellent. Now, when you died by being struck by a flying barbecue, barbecue part of the, the lid sort of got stuck inside you and it made your entire body swell up. So when we put you in the coffin, mm. there wasn't room for all these films we talked about. There was only room for one Blu-ray. Do you want a Blu-ray? You can yeah. One Blu-ray. Uh, which is it going to be that you're taking to the other side? I, I've struggled with this. Mm. Part of me, I, I get to watch it, right? You get to watch it forever and so, over and so, over. And also to show it to people. Okay. There's a film night in heaven. Everyone goes, John's turn. Okay, so I'm going to... So the film that I would probably like to watch over and over again... 2001, I hope they stay awake. No, it's Back to the Future 2, so I could finally understand it. I reckon if I've got eternity, right. I could understand it. Because okay. I don't understand it. And I think... An eternity of viewing it would, would unlock it for me. But I think my actual answer, and this goes back to me trying to change my life to be a better person mm. for the world, to give something back to the world, <clears throat> I would do the ultimate sacrifice and I would take a copy of Under the Skin with me just so there's one less copy of it in the world. And that is my gift to humanity. You will be in heaven showing it to people. And, and I don't what, want to show you know it to why, anyone. You know why you've just turned heaven into hell? I don't want to show it to anyone. Because it's your film night and you've put on Under the Skin. I'm not. Everyone in heaven <laughs> is going to go to you, this is fucking brilliant. No, no. They're going to say, why are we watching this? I'm going to say, it's my gift, my sacrifice. My sacrifice to the people that I've left behind. My gift to the people left behind, my sacrifice for eternity, is to take this awful film. So there's one less copy of it. How in the world. And they're going to go, this is amazing, John. You... <laughs> I'm so glad we can watch this over and over again. Thank you. For right. This. Yeah. In that case, I'm and also they're going to go. Too. And also they're going to go. I don't think you fully understand how things work these days. Most streaming sites, people it doesn't really matter that you took this DVD away. Like, anyone can watch it. But thanks for bringing it with. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future Two and Under the Skin. No, nope, sorry, the lid's closed. Oh, down. You got Under the Skin. In I don't there. want to have to. I don't know how to watch it the whole time. Yeah. What do you think happens? In well, heaven? then you've turned my heaven into hell. You took, you did that. You took an amazing <laughs> film that you don't understand. Really. <laughs> uh, John Drever, I love you. I love you, man. Man <laughs> is one of your films you've chosen. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. I've no idea how much of that we'll have to cut. For a lot. The bit about your mum. No, that stays. <laughs> We might have to cut how angry I was. <laughs> no, because it's perfect. I told you. It's the one thing I predicted. I know you. I just thought, it, it's not very nice. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I matter. know you. I know a, you. It's just an opinion. <laughs> doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to uh, allow you into heaven. Well done. Thank you. Be good. Good luck in, in, your, in your future endeavours. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Good day. (laughs) So that was episode 24. 
Thank you so much to John for coming on the show. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAS for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Leiden for the artwork. Check out patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for lots of exclusive extras. And if you've not seen Superbob yet, I suggest you watch it with your family on Christmas Day. It is the perfect movie for that. It is available on Amazon Prime and iTunes. But in the meantime, I wish all of you a very wonderful Christmas. And please, be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.